Hey guys, Paul Riddick here. Welcome back to the Baseball Dad Show. In this episode, we're going to talk about when is it time to push your son and when is it time not to? Because oftentimes it's the times that we know not to push that have the biggest long-term impact. So this year um, in particular, uh, maybe it's because of COVID, everybody kind of rushing to get back out and play full schedules. Maybe kids didn't have the, the on-ramp or the preparation time they normally would have had. But this year I got more questions about this issue of like, when do I push my kid? You know, um, you know, when do I kind of force him a little bit out of his comfort zone? When do I push him past what are his perceived limitations? You know, and oftentimes, you know, as parents, we look back and we kind of do a coulda, shoulda, woulda type thing where we, we almost wish, wow, I wish somebody had pushed me. You know, I wish, I wish somebody had really pushed me a little bit harder. Maybe I could have made something of myself. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. I have some thoughts about that as, as I've, I've mentored and coached a lot of um, grown-ups. And when you kind of start to pick that apart, it, it, you, you probably don't <laughs> – you probably didn't want that uh, as much as you think you did. Um, so when it comes to our kids, you know, there's an old phrase, and, I, you know, I don't know where it originated. But, you know, it's the idea of that, you know, you push your kids into the deep end and they'll swim. You know, and you know, all of a sudden when they're in the deep end, they got to kind of make it to the back to the edge. They'll learn to swim. Well, I have a really unique perspective that I'm always r- really anxious to share in that in a given day, I'll talk to the parent of a 10-year-old who's facing this decision. Like, hey, do I push my kid to play at a higher level? Do I push him to play, to play 12U or up to a big field or 50-70? Or this tournament team has got more travel, more time. You know, we're not sure. And I'll talk to the parent of 12, 14 year olds. I'll also talk to, you know, the parents of 12 years old, 12 year old kids who did push and now are looking for guidance on how to kind of correct. So in, in sharing my perspective, what I don't think a lot of people see is that for every kid that was pushed into the deep end of the pool and swam. I don't know the percentages, but there's at least equally as many, in my experience, that were pushed in too soon, got freaked out, and were scared of the water for the rest of their life. So I've talked with 12-year-old, 13-year-old, you know, parents of 12, 13-year-old players who the kid, you know, played up and struck out, you know, his first 10 at-bats or got lit up as a pitcher or you know, got taken out of a game and was benched because he wasn't playing well. And all of a sudden the kid just shut down and didn't want to play baseball. Um, I've had this, you know, as young as nine, 10 years old, where there's a pressure kind of to move up. And, and sometimes there's community pressure, team pressure, or, or even parental pressure. And the kid moves up and all of a sudden, you know, the, you know, there's a pitch down the middle that, you know, in, in nine-year-old ball, he could hit, but now playing against 11 year olds, you know, the same exact location to pitch, he doesn't have the speed to catch, you know, he just can't catch up to that pitch at that speed because it's, you know, the the speed has increased so much with the higher level and a kid starts to doubt their abilities. There's also, um, kids who get pushed into the deep end metaphorically, sometimes just tread water and get freaked out and scared and they could keep their head above water, but they're not learning to swim. They're just learning not to sink. And so oftentimes what I see with players is when they get pushed and they're playing at higher levels or they're playing even at levels that they're just not emotionally 
ready to play at, they can switch to survival mode where maybe they do have some of the talent, but maybe they're just not emotionally developed yet. Or maybe they're, they're emotionally developed, but they don't have the physical talent, whatever it is. And, and they switch into survival mode. And instead of thriving as a player, they are just trying not to screw up, just trying not to make a mistake. Just let me just stay at this level. Just let me you know, survive. Instead of trying to drive the ball, they're, they're just trying not to strike out. Instead of you know, um, um, pitching you know, really well and pitching aggressively, they're pitching not, not to walk hitters or not to get blown out. And then that can cycle. And one of the dangers is getting really good at treading water. I've met a lot of players who missed their entire careers because they got really good at survival and they never thrived because they were moved up at a young age and, um, and they, never, they never had that experience of really thriving. They were always being pushed, 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 pushed. And we kind of have this idea that you know, if, we just, if the kids just play against better competition, they'll get better. That's just not true for all kids. If that were true, it would be true across the board. It's true for some. It is true for some. I've definitely had kids who were pushed and they had the physical and emotional maturity and they could step up and rise. And then I've had, like I said, equally as many crash and burn or slip into survival mode and miss their potential. So here's a couple things to consider. Um, you know, I was, when parents always talk about like, you know, like what matters most? It's a great question. Like what matters most in the grand scheme? If we zoom out, take a 30,000 foot view, like what matters most? Does it really matter that he plays up one year and you probably have a 50-50, probably less, probably, you know, a one-third, one-third chance that he just does have that, you know, ability to step up or you have a one-third chance that he'll just really get really good at survival and that playing up a year might impact his overall development. And he might just turn into a player who just learns to survive. Are you willing to lose a year of development with the idea that maybe you would gain an advantage if he were to step up? And then you have one third that are, you know, is he going to get freaked out and quit or freaked out and just shut down and maybe not quit, but not realize his ability. So like maybe I said 50, 50, it's hard really to say the, the exact percentages, but it, there's at least three different outcomes that could happen. And only one of them's good. You know, there's this idea the, in the NFL is that passing the ball is that there's only three things that can happen. Two of them are bad, right? Interception, incomplete, and the other one is actually a complete pass. So you really have to weigh that. And here's the one thing I'll say. Um, two things, actually. Number one is if your son does have that step-up DNA, that emotional, physical maturity to play up a level, waiting one more year to find out will not make a difference will not affect his his development it just won't i don't care who's telling you that i don't care what dad what travel ball coach i don't care they're lying to you they just want your kid either to play on their team they have another agenda because if they were really really invested in your kids long-term development not just the next eight nine months if they were really invested in your kids long-term development they would know that it really doesn't matter if he plays up um there's also for me I think something to be said for kicking a little ass and playing on your level and thriving, I think is where confidence is comes with playing the game. There's something I think that you can't replace and what you can learn by playing the game really well for an entire season and just having a confidence of stepping on the field with confidence with people that are your age and, and playing the game hard and playing the game well 
and having a confidence that when you step on the field that you can compete each and every time you're out there. Not stepping on the field and thinking about, uh, you know, am, am, am I going to be able to, I just don't want to strike out three times today or is coach going to put me in or if I make a mistake, am I going to be pulled out? So I want you to think of those things. And, and, and just going back to the third option, if, are you really willing to risk that, you know, if your son doesn't have that ability that he might shut down? And the second thing I'll say into into what I, I think I lost my, my numbers there, but the second thing I'll say is that there, there's a parental intuition that I have always pointed parents back to that I, I, really, I rarely tell people what to do. What I try and get them to kind of come down to is looking at it objectively and then kind of like what does you know, like their gut say? What does their you know, parental feel say? And every parent... Um, when I'm talking to them in the moment, every parent, uh, will, will know, they'll just know like, yeah, he's probably not ready. He's not ready. doesn't mean they always make the right decision, but they know. And then parents who made the wrong decision, they always come back and say, I knew, you know, I knew then I knew here. I knew that wasn't good. And I should have said something. I knew then I knew, I knew, I knew. And they'll always go back and say, I knew. And so it's, I almost, you know, if you're a parent, you, you know, you probably have the experience of, hearing your your child fall like in the next room or bump into something in the next room and you kind of know the difference between what's a bump into the wall or what's a fall that you need to get up and check out and you don't right there's like a cry right that that's a cry i need to go check out that's a cry ah that's you know that that's that's nothing and so we do have a sense and i believe that parents do have that sense and i think i think to tune into that and to trust that um it's not an easy decision. I do understand the pressures. I do understand that, you know, maybe sometimes teammates are moving up and they don't want to be left behind. Um, but I'm going to tell you that um, the tortoise always wins the race and the tortoise and the hare. The hare never, never wins. No matter how many times I've, I've heard that story, the hare never wins. The tortoise wins the race. And so sometimes we can get caught up on what's right in front of us. What's the next six, nine months and not what's the best for long-term development. So, um, Again, just, you know, it's really weighing that risk that there's there's a percentage of kids that are going to jump in the water, get freaked out and get scared of the water and never go back in. There's kids that are going to fall into survival mode and they're going to and they're just going to get good at surviving. They'll never get good at thriving. There will be that percentage of kids that will step up. But I will tell you that if they, if they if that's in him to step up, that will always be there. That will always be there. And, uh, you know, there's not a there's not a player that is sitting in you know with a Division One scholarship today or a player that's sitting in the major leagues today that says, you know what, I'm so glad that I played up on that 12U team because that's the reason why I'm here. There's not one. There's not one. Um, so just take all that into account. And, again, I don't envy your decision. Um, certainly a decision that, you know, our fathers never had to make. Um, and we're kind of forced into this new world of baseball where we have to make these decisions, especially at, at younger ages. So um, certainly if I can help, please let me know. My email, most, most of you have it, is paulreddick at gmail. That's my direct email. And um, yeah, I'll be happy to help you guys out. So head on over to baseballdadshow.com. Uh, we have so much cool stuff over there for you. You can download, check out the Baseball Dads Facebook group. You can link to it there. And if you want to ask a question, you can um, submit your question there as well in the Facebook group. Um, all right, guys, thanks so much for listening and have a great week. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.